Hi, everybody. I'm Jen Johnson, and you're watching Thought by Thought Healing, where I talk about everything related to chronic pain and chronic symptoms. I come at this from a Christian perspective, and so if that's important to you, then you should subscribe. And if you're listening to this on podcast platforms, then please leave me a review if you would. That's how we get this information out there. I'm a chronic pain coach, and I help people to understand the neuroscience of pain and how if we target the brain, actually we can target the very thing that is causing these symptoms in the first place. So the mind-body connection, we're talking about mind-body syndrome, neuroplastic pain, TMS, whatever you want to call it. The point is we can reverse it. And that is absolutely good news and powerful. On this show, I interview experts in the field, in the medical field, neuroscientists, and then people who have healed. And then I also share my own healing journey and talk about um, what what it was like for me as a Christian to heal and um, God's redemptive work. And so today, we're going to do the same thing. Jen Leffler is going to share her story of God's redemption in her life and how that inside work became outside um, relief of symptoms and reversing those symptoms. So I hope that you guys all enjoy this, especially because she talks about things that we're all affected by in our lives at some point in time. And sometimes we downplay the things that we all experience as if they don't need redemption. But in reality, even the things that we don't think should be a big deal do end up really causing havoc in our identity and in our emotions and our thoughts. So I hope you enjoy and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here. I am excited to have Jen Leffler with me again today. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who are listening, she's waving at us. Um, So Jen and I actually met a year ago now. And um, yeah, so we met, we worked together, and now um, we we just connect a lot over just God's work in this and what he's doing with us and prayer friends and all these things. Um, We live in different states, so it's Mm -hmm. all via text or Zoom like this, but I just really appreciate um, having somebody to bond with over this. And so today we thought it would be um, good to have Jen share what it's like a year after starting her healing journey and um, the redemption, we, we want to be focused on just the redemption of God. So there has been other episodes where we talk about tools like somatic tracking and kind of bottom-up approaches. But today we're going to focus on that that top-down approach and what God's doing in our, um, in our lives. So um, first of all, thank you, Jen, for coming. Absolutely. I, it's, it's such an honor. It really is. I, I love being able to have these video conferences with you. It's it's just great. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, okay, so let's just start with a basic question. What kind, what kind of changes a year later have you seen um, in your body, in your life, in your mind? Um, when you look back, what do you see as, as different? Boy, um, you know, I really think it boils down to healing from the inside out. Um, it's, I, and that wasn't something really I expected. Um, I, you know, I was excited about, um, healing of the pain and, you know, not having pain all the time and working through that. But I just, I didn't realize how much it was going to, um, just change the way I see myself and, um, you know, 
I was able to work through um, some some hard things in my life, you know, as a kid, and um, I've I've been able to restore some relationships, and it's it's just been an amazing amazing process. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that you can do kind of surfacey level work around healing from chronic symptoms that um, is an inside job, and it is you know, we have the power within us to heal self healers. Um, but as Christians, we definitely believe that it is him through us that is doing this inside job work. And I, and I, I love that because when he's at work, there's a holistic healing that, that happens. That's not just on this symptom level. So, and I, and I believe that's God's design, you know, that, that is that Philippians one, six of continuing the work that he started in us. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh no. What? I think we had a, uh, there was um, we're having a glitch in audio. So hopefully it will <laughs> fix itself. <laughs> um, okay. So can you, and are you willing to share a few examples of what you're talking about from from childhood i think sometimes it can be helpful for people to hear um i know in some of my earlier videos i'm pretty vulnerable and share some of the things that i worked through but would you mind sharing some of the things that god has redeemed in your life sure sure i'd, I'd be i'd be happy to um i i think it starts with um you know, divorce. Uh, I was four years old when my parents divorced. And though I don't blame them, um, I I definitely had, uh, you know, I, it, it, it forms your identity. And for me, it, um, it definitely gave me a fear of abandonment. Um, and, and that was something that, you know, I have had through my whole life. I was never able to put my finger on exactly what it was, um, but through this work, I realized it's fear of abandonment. And so that that definitely was uh, one thing that I feel like the Lord really redeemed and uh, renewed my youth. You know, as Psalms 103 talks about our youth being renewed, I believe that, that that was one of those places where the Lord really did renew my youth and um, redeem that really hard thing in my life that I had no control over. Um, I think another example would be um, when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed uh, with psoriasis and um, that's a skin disease that um, I, it, yeah, it's pretty common. I think a lot of people have heard of it, um, but typically it doesn't show up so early in a, in a person's life. That was something that I had, um, you know, read as I got older Um but that was something that really affected the way I saw myself. Um, you know, I, I felt like I needed to hide my skin all the time. And I was, I was ashamed of, of how I looked and that kind of started that. Um, I think that whole process for me and at age 10, you know, <laughs> my teenage years were right, right coming up alongside that, that time. And so um, my teenage years were spent really trying to hide um, and, you know, just kind of fade into the background and not stand out. And I mean, I think teenagers kind of 
tend to do that already. <laughs> but I think for me, it was even more so that uh, I just really, it really affected me. Yeah. There's a couple things you said in there that I think are impactful. One is that some of the things you just mentioned are are things that a lot of people experience. Like we've all gone through, been affected by divorce or um, or being as a teenager wanting to hide or whatever. But the thing is, is that they're real. They cause real emotions in us and identity issues and things right. that that need redemption. And so to kind of downplay them and to pretend like they're not very, very, very real in our brains and our bodies is to ignore the cure in this case, which is right. God's redemption of identity in you. And so I'm, I'm curious about two things. Um, one is what, what, what does it mean for God to redeem a, a fear of abandonment? Let's start there. What, what does that, what does that mean for him to redeem that? Well, I think that, um, some of your exercises, one of them, the Psalm it out exercise, it really helped me first of all, to put my finger on what it was you know, for a long time, I just, I just knew something wasn't right. And I, I'd have fears even, um, you know, it was really hard for me even to say goodbye to people. Um, I, there were a lot of, we, I've had a lot of friends throughout the years that have moved away and I could not go to the goodbye party. You know, the, <laughs> um, I mean, I know that sounds kind of, kind of trivial, but to me that, that was um, saying goodbye and I just, I could not do it. And it felt so permanent, even though we have, you know, all the video possibilities and, you know, social media and all those things to me, having someone leave was just so, so hard to face. Uh, so yeah and 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 I love that you're putting your you were able to put your finger on these things cuz again they're not things that we would think are this big deal. Okay, so I don't like to go right. to goodbye parties. Big deal. Um right. and in reality it is a deeply rooted fear. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that's that's something too that sometimes I actually get frustrated about this when um we people will say things like I have a fear of abandonment or FOMO, fear of missing out. But then they'll mm -hmm. say, I don't actually have any fear. Which I probably said do. <laughs> yeah. And it it is fear. Th these things are, are rooted in, in um, a deep emotion that we suppress and we just don't recognize how big it is because we downplay them. So, right. okay. So at this point in time, you said um, through the writing, you were able to identify um, you know, the fear or what you're feeling or what's really happening there. Right. And, and, but I assume there's a, there's a well, redemptive the neat, portion of this too. Yeah. Well, the neat thing about your, um, your exercise is that, and it's, it's unique because I've done a couple other types of, um, writing exercises, but yours is unique in that it says, okay, now take some time, give it to the Lord. And what does he have to say about this? And when I was able to take that time and, and really hear his voice saying to me, I haven't abandoned you. Yeah. And 
I don't want you to be in that place of fearing abandonment from from anyone. Um, it was like it just was such a healing thing for me to to hear the Lord say, "I care about you, and I don't want you to live this way anymore because I have so much better for you." Yeah. I I think in the same way we suppress our emotions, sometimes we can be so busy moving in life that we also suppress the freedom that he that he has for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a great. We just don't know how to walk in that freedom. You know, we just we just don't know how. Yeah, yeah. What about the childhood hiding or teenage years of? Mm. Yeah, was there redemption in that? For sure. <laughs> um, I mean, the fact that I'm doing these videos with you is yeah. proof positive. Um, because I think when we first started out doing uh, just working together and we were doing these Zoom calls, I remember just wanting to hide. I didn't want you to, I didn't want to even look at the camera. Um, you know, I, it was just very uncomfortable to even see myself um, on the screen. Yeah. And so um, I think that, but uh, the Lord has just given me a boldness and a confidence um, that I don't have to be so self-conscious and I don't have to, um, you know, I don't have to hide. I mean, I love, I love, love, love the story of the woman that comes to him in Mark five and, and she's hiding you know she she touches his robe she gets healed and then she's she's trying to hide in the crowd you know mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I just so related with that um and what does he say to her but daughter daughter and that that just just him addressing her as daughter was healing to me because it was like he was affirming his relationship with her when she had been pretty much ostracized, right? She was she was um, unclean in the eyes of that culture, and so um, I think that just really, really ministered to me that I didn't need to hide just like that woman because God was affirming His relationship with me, and that. Um, I didn't have to worry about all those things that I was so worried about before. Yeah. Okay. So I'm seeing he's given you boldness and confidence and um, he has not abandoned you. Mm-hmm. He's affirmed relationship uh, yeah. with you. And, and all of that was through really doing the emotional work of, um, being willing to look at what you're believing. Is that right. fair? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely fair. And emotions are just a big arrow that point us towards what we are believing. Um, I read this book. I actually have it sitting right here. Let's see. I can get it out without knocking over the whole stack. Um, Living Fearless that I love. Um, and he talks about at some point in time, he says something like, distressing emotions always lead to some belief that is not founded. And when I first read that, I was like, "Mm." (laughs) 
And I've started exploring that over the last few months. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it is true. It is, it is some belief about who I am that's a little off, mm -hmm. or it's a belief about who God is, right. what he expects of me, what the Christian life looks like, um, et cetera. People, what, my misunderstandings about who people are or how God sees other people, his children in my life. Um, and, uh, and so I, I just see emotions now as really just an opportunity to lead us towards um, freedom and, and truth. I love emotions now, even negative ones are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a big part of this work has been helping me to see that um, negative emotions, especially yeah. are acceptable. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really think they were, I don't, I just kind of grew up thinking that that was not um, a way that we should live. And, and when I'd have a negative emotion, I'd beat it down, you know, like, don't think that way. Don't think that way. Well, then that just creates shame, right? Yeah. Because how, I, of course, we're going to think that way when we're, when we are human, we, we experience something that makes us angry. We're going to experience anger. Um, but I would always just beat that down. Like you shouldn't think that way. And then, um, I eventually would blow up, unfortunately. And that was usually on my kids or my husband. Um, and sometimes, you know, that did some damage. And, um, I think that's, that's one of the other things that's been redeemed for me is, is being able to, um, to, to face those things with my kids and apologize for, uh, you know, some of those angry outbursts that I'm sure scared them and weren't called for. They, it, it was, I'm sure confusing because it wasn't something that, um, really made sense with the situation that, you know, that they were in. It didn't really make sense that I would blow up so much, but it was all that, that past anger and frustration and fears and pain causes you also to just be on edge. And, um, and I would just blow up and it, I know, um, thankfully the Lord can heal. Um, you know, I, and I had to forgive myself for that. And I, and I had to ask for forgiveness from my kids. Um, so it's been an amazing, amazing thing that I, again, didn't expect, but, um, you know, that's just part of the work. I am, I am just, I'm humbled and I'm touched that you're willing to talk about your own sin on here. Um, because sometimes healing also, we, we heal from sin against us, but sometimes we heal also and receive forgiveness for our own sin. And that is definitely part of the holistic healing um and i think it i think it's something that people don't touch on in this in this community much because first of all sin is not believed in and um second of all pain is not a punishment for sin and i want to say that clearly but in your healing you found even more um freedom in mm -hmm. recognizing the ways 
um, that your actions hurt other people. And, and, and I remember, I remember the session where you told me you were taking these steps and I just, I, I like wanted to cry and was also just in awe of what, what God was doing as he was healing you. He yeah. was healing a next generation of people by, by what this, the steps you were taking the response and, and like, and, and I, and I also was stunned by how loving and compassionate God was in, in mm. that for you. Um, mm -hmm. There was no shame around it. No. Yeah. It was, um, it was just healing for you. Yeah. So yeah. thank and you. And it's really opened the door for me to, to be able to share, um, you know, this, these tools with my kids also, uh, because they see that I'm such a different person. And so they're willing to, you know, try some of these things that seem a little weird at first, a little counterintuitive. Um, but, but they're willing to, to listen because, um, you know, they, we have that kind of relationship now and I'm just, I'm so thankful, so thankful to the Lord for that healing. Yeah. 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 Love it. Um, and okay. I, I don't know if it, I don't, could we just for a minute, I just wanted to talk about um, how I now deal with emotions because it's, it's so much different. <laughs> yeah, um, please do. So I've found now that um, I can actually, and I remember, <laughs> I remember when people would say things like just breathe, you know, when you're, when you're angry, just breathe or, or, um, count backwards, you know, from 10 or something like that. And I'd always think you get, you are so full of it. I, there's, what is the point of that? You know? And I was, I, I just couldn't get to that point because by the time I was really angry, there was no going back, you know, there was no and, counting to 10. Yeah. That, that didn't work for me at all. Yeah. But through this work, I've been able to now experience an emotion like anger. And it's like, I, I can feel it in my body. And that's like the first clue, you know, that my mm -hmm. heart pounds, um, my, my teeth, a lot of times I'll get a little gritty teeth. Um, I feel my face flush. All those things are cues to me that I am getting angry. Right. And then I'm able, because of this work, I believe I'm able to take a minute and acknowledge what am I feeling? Right. And then I'm able to make a choice. Like, am I going to go take a walk? Am I going to, um, you know, excuse myself from the conversation for a few minutes? Um, am I going to breathe? Cause actually that really does help. <laughs> Yes. Now that I understand, it really does help to take those, you know, three good deep belly breaths. Um, but it's it's like uh, it's been so amazing to actually feel an emotion like anger rise up and then be done. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not having to lash out at anybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes that prompts me to then do some writing to figure out, you know, what's going on there. What, why did that make me so angry? Um, and then that just opens me up for more healing. And so it's, it, 
I just can't say enough good things about this process. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And I, and I think especially, you know, if you're, if you're looking at like layers of anger, uh, that, that are embedded, if you will, in our chronic pain, um, as you start to do this work, you start to take some of those layers off so that right. when we do experience anger in a given moment, we're not also bombarded with four or five other layers of this anger because we've peeled that back. We've gotten truth. We can now say, no, it's okay that I'm bold and I'm confident and I'm not abandoned in this moment. So those anger pieces are not part of this, this puzzle that we're working through. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that lends itself to this idea of just peace of mind. Yeah. You know, that, um, I feel like it takes more to rattle me. You know, I, I have, I'm not so defensive. And so, um, I think that that, that also makes it so that I can, I have a little space between, you know, that feeling of that situation, that feeling of anger rising up in my body. And then I have a choice. Yeah. So, um, that peace of mind. Jen, I know this is about your this is about your redemption story, but I had, I worked through a couple anger books that were, um, Christian authors. Do you mind if I just, Oh, please. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because we are talking about anger right now. Um, when I was healing, I, I went through, I worked through this book book. It's called the anger workbook, um, by Les Carter and Frank Minerth. And I also did forbidden emotion, a woman's mm -hmm. forbidden emotion by Norman Wright, not a woman, and Gary Oliver. <laughs> and I um, I found them both to be really helpful in, in understanding my anger and understanding that there are different ways to respond to anger that um, sometimes are opposite. Sometimes we move into anger, sometimes we might need to correct it, etc. So anyways, for those people who are watching that are looking for a Christian book on on anger, those those might be a good good start. So that's great. Yeah. I, I haven't read those, but I'm I'm definitely interested. There you go. Okay. Um you mentioned also that there you've seen redemption in how you see yourself. I guess we kind of covered that and like oh yeah we did. <laughs> bold and confident and um, not being abandoned. Do you have anything else you want to add to, to that? Um, I think the only other thing is I see value and worth uh, that I didn't, I, I think when we first started this, um, you asked me to come up with a phrase that I could say on a regular basis. And I think the, you know, the exercise was, was like to say it, um, five times when you wake up and, you know, throughout the day. And one of those pieces was I'm worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And um, for what, you know, again, for whatever reason, um, I just, I just didn't see my value. And so I think that, that that's been another thing that the Lord has redeemed that, that he paid a price because I, he paid a price on the cross because of my value and, and everyone's value. And so, um, I can't take that lightly. You know, I can't take that for granted. I, I need to receive that 
there is value in my life. Um, and, and so that's just another piece where I feel like I see myself differently. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, resonate with that. Um, and on that note, so we had, you had redemption of how you see yourself. Um, and for me, a huge part of it was redemption and how I saw God. So it's mm -hmm. just so I, I love these stories um, of healing because everybody's triggers are this are different, right? We all have different stories. Um, so for me, redeeming God's goodness was a huge part of it. Um, and I know you were talking about earlier. Um, how did you put it? That he he was he would listen to you um, in the daily things. Is there anything more you want to add to to how you? Um, your mind has been renewed and how you see God? Um, I think just that, that I see him as accessible. Yeah. You know, that, that really, I think um, growing up, I, I think that I always felt like my, for whatever reason, you know, that my parents just were too busy um to deal with my stuff too. And so I just needed to deal with it on my own, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and that they weren't re and then I, <laughs> I say these things and I'm like, gosh, my mom's probably going to be watching this, you know, <laughs> and she's going to feel terrible. I don't, I don't want her to feel terrible at all. Um, because the Lord is so good to, to heal, you know, our, our parents are human and he's so good to heal. Uh, but I definitely grew up feeling like um, I couldn't, I couldn't access them. And I, I, I surely couldn't access God. Good grief. He had so many other people and things that he was taking care of. And so uh, just that accessibility really changed for me. Yeah. And just touching on what you just said about your mom watching, I think uh, one of the things that's really cool about this work is the further and further you get into it, you, you, you begin to heal from the ways that people hurt you intentionally and unintentionally. And unintentionally. Yeah. And, and the further you get along in the healing process, the less you point fingers because people's humanness no longer sticks on you. Uh, right. we realize we experience the hurt of it and then we are healed from it through, through the gospel, through the cross, through God. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, um, in the same way that there is no shame for you in repenting to your kids, there's mm -hmm. also no shame. <laughs> and that's, that's a hard thing for people to grasp when there's egregious sin at hand. Um, yeah but forgiveness is available and also we're just human and we will hurt the people in our lives right right and they will need to heal from our actions in the same mm -hmm. way that we are healing from other people's actions and exactly there's grace just has to be such a big part of this so okay um Anything else you you want to share? We had I had a few questions that I was going to ask you, but I think we've just kind of like covered <laughs> them all in roundabout ways. So anything else right, that's right. on your mind that you want to share? Um, 
Oh, just just um, peace of mind. You know, we we talked about that a little bit. And one of your exercises was called um, Chill Zone, the Chill Zone Challenge. Oh, you, you remember that one? <laughs> yes. And I actually cut that from the program. So I'm curious oh. to hear you talk about it. I can explain oh, why funny. later. But yeah. Okay. Well, to me, at first, I was like, I can't, I can't possibly not react when you know, when things are, are, are getting me upset. Um, and, and they could, for me, um, you know, just having a dirty kitchen could get me upset. Cause that felt like I'm not on top of things. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's just, it sounds so trivial, but, but really that would be enough to set me off. And, um, I was like, there's no way I can do this, but the challenge was that I got to make a little mark every time that I chose not to freak out about something yeah, and um and to me being able to put a little check mark was like a motivation you know and I even had it on my fridge so that it would be like a real reminder to me that, that to keep to keep doing this and I think you had me do it for like a month right I mean it was it wow. was a while I think it was like 30 days wasn't it I think maybe, maybe three weeks, weeks, but yeah, I oh, think it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and I would just be so proud of myself every time I got to do a little check mark on there because I, I was learning how to like, like we were talking about, you know, deal with the emotion in a different way. And, um, and I have carried that with me. I am definitely more chill than I was before I started with working with you. And, um, you know, things just don't rattle me as much. And I feel like I can laugh so much more easily about things, especially, you know, stupid things I do. Yeah. I can just laugh about it. Um, so I so I think I feel like that perfectionist piece has kind of fallen off a little bit. And I'm, I'm really glad for that. Um, I feel like peace of mind allows me to uh, make mistakes and still be okay with it you know, that, yeah. um, that can be redeemed by the Lord just as much, you know, um, as a, as an outright sin. Um, and so, uh, that was another thing that I just wanted to share, you know, when it comes to that peace of mind, there are just so many, so many facets of, um, of the ways that he, and, and the cool thing about it is that when there's peace in my mind, there's peace in my body. Yeah. And I think that's, that was the unexpected thing for me that I would come out of this, um, this process, just feeling so much more relaxed and so much more at peace with myself. And, um, you know, it's just been amazing. That, um, that assignment with the, the I'm chill challenge <laughs> was, um, at times people misconstrued it to repress emotions. Oh, okay. okay. And, and so for people watching there, there is this, there is this fine line between we want to deal with our emotions um, when they're deep seated fears and pains and shame and all the things. Um, right. And then there's also not to be cliche, but cliche, but not like the spilt milk, not a big deal. Right. Um, and so the I'm chill challenge is just like, I, I'm cool, I'm chill, I'm calm. I don't, 
Spilt milk's not a big deal to me. I can't find my keys. Eh, it's all right. I'll find um, them. <laughs> yeah, but that can easily, and it's interesting because that is a part of healing. And mm -hmm. yet it can easily kind of morph into repressing your repressing. emotions. Like sure. somebody sure. treated me. I can, I can see. I can see how that would work, but for really, for me, it was very helpful. That's good to know. Maybe, maybe I'll think about a way to reintroduce it. Mm -hmm. um, it actually could be, could be helpful to even just have that conversation um, with people of what is the difference? Where do you yeah. draw the line between where you have decided that this thing is worth exploring and this one is not? Yeah. That being said, if spilt milk really gets to you all the time, there might be a reason for that. So exactly. Do yeah, you need well, to slow it out? That is exactly what would happen is that when I had one of those things that I realized, oh, this gets me so frustrated, then I would go and do a, a psalm it out and figure out what is that, you know, and I, and I think when it came to the messes and, and just feeling um, out, it really, it came down to feeling out of control. Yeah. Um, but that came out through the psalm it out exercise of, you know, what is this? Why, why is this bothering me so much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, emotions. You're so complex. <laughs> As are we. So, okay, cool. Thank you so much Absolutely. for sharing like your year later journey and what's been going on, what you've learned, what you've, what you've learned really in it, really with this, we just talked about the redemption that you've experienced in the detailed ways that Hopefully people f um, find encouraging because even though you may not have the very same detail of redemption that, that Jen has or that I had, um, you can see that God just really cares about the, the little things that are not so little. Amen. So, yeah. all right, everybody. Well, um, thank you for watching. I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do my sign off now. So thanks everybody for watching and I hope you all have a great week and I will be back with you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Oh, wait, Jen, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Great. All right. Bye, everybody.